also like, I don't know podcasts. This is season two, episode six. I know it's been a real long time since I last put a podcast out, but to be honest, I was kind of going through some stuff and I, you know, needed to process it and come out the other side. And I guess since I have this platform, I figured I would kind of fill you in on what's been going on the last, I guess it was four, almost four weeks ago that I released my last podcast. Um, about soul searching. And I, when I recorded that, I feel like I was in like a really good headspace. And I was talking about doing things on your own and how great it is and traveling and, you know, sharing your passions. And I guess I wanted this podcast to be kind of the polar opposite of that, because that's not how you're, that's not how we feel all the time as humans. We are complex. We have a lot of emotions. And for me, I think the last couple of weeks, I've really been struggling with comparison. Um, I've talked a lot about my journey as someone who's single and around a lot of people who are in relationships. And that's always been a pain point for me. And I think there's a lot of layers to that. But it's really hard when you kind of start spiraling and you have that mindset of comparison. And it's this constant like, why don't I have what they have? And it honestly got to me, it got to me pretty, pretty bad. I don't want to say badly. That's not a good word for it. But it was something that was in front of mind. And it was just kind of consuming everything that I was thinking about. Um, And I'm never my best self when I let that happen. And I started to self isolate, I was just kind of playing the victim, so to speak, and kind of going back and forth with that whole, well, why do they have what I don't have? And why do they get to have it and I don't get to have it? And kind of just struggling with not being in the same place as 99% of my friends, because I feel like I've talked about this before, but I, you know, am surrounded by people that are in healthy, committed relationships, and I'm just not there. And it's not through any fault of my own. It's just it just hasn't happened for me. And I, you know, I did the online dating thing all through my 20s. And it just wasn't fulfilling. Um, I had two relationships out of it, like I've mentioned before, but it just wasn't they weren't they weren't the forever relationships that I was looking for. And I think I've been through a lot with I feel like situationships is kind of the buzzword. But I've been through a lot of situationships. And they have been it's ironic that those are kind of the hardest to get over because I think there's no there's no closure, there's no reason, there's no, you know, communication as to why this ended. It's kind of just like, okay, you know, poof, you're gone, whatever. Um, and I think that was kind of getting to me too because that, you know, not for nothing, that's hard on someone. I mean, just to keep going through this constant world of online dating, it's exhausting. And I feel like a lot of my friends haven't had to deal with it or do it. And so they don't really understand where my struggle is coming from, because I think it's it's very easy for them to say, oh, well, you know, just get back online, just get back, just do it. And it's so easy for them to say it because they're in a committed relationship, they don't have to think about it. Um, and I remember a couple of weeks ago, my best friend said it to me and I was, and I said to her point blank, I was like, if one more person says that to me, I am going to punch them in the face. And I really meant it. I'm not a confrontational person at all, but I'm just so over people who aren't in my position thinking they know or understand my position. And I, 
you know, was like I said, I was really struggling these last couple of weeks. And I found this quote today. I think I was at the, I was at LabCorp getting blood done of all places. Like didn't expect to see this quote, but it was really impactful for me. And I wanted to share it. And it's comparison is the thief of joy. Sit with that for a second. Comparison is the thief of joy. And, you know, when I thought about it and I really kind of broke it down, I was like, oh my God, that's what I've been doing. I've been letting my mindset of not being where everybody else is in letting that be my main focus and letting that kind of be all consuming because I, I don't want to say I'm becoming cynical or just kind of giving up, but I kind, I've been telling my friends a lot of time, you know, they're, they're like, Sue, you know, there's someone out there for you, but, but, but trying to make me feel better. And I so appreciate that. But I've been coming kind of to the, to the point where I'm like, yeah, you know what? There could be, but there also couldn't be, you know, I could just not be meant to have the relationships that my friends have. And that also, I think was kind of triggering too, because it was like, oh my God, I'm never going to have what I've wanted, you know, for my entire life. I'm someone who loves love. I'm a hopeless romantic. I absolutely, you know, believe in the magic of love. And you can call me naive, you can call me whatever you want, but I've just, I've always believed that there's that fairy tale type of love. And it's, you know, finding, if you watch Friends, like I do, it's, you know, finding the the Chandler to your Monica or the Monica to your Chandler or the Monica to your Monica, however, how, however you're feeling, um, or the Chandler to your Chandler. Um, just finding someone that is just wholly committed to you. And I've never had that. And I think that was also something that I was realizing these last couple of weeks and, you know, going to therapy and kind of, you know, just talking. I like to kind of go once a month, I get all the junk out of my head. And, you know, I just, I kept having this thing come up of like, you know, I don't think I've ever been loved before other than by my parents and my family and my friends. And I've never had that romantic love. And that is a wild thought to think about. Like, I really don't think I know what love is. And I'm 31. And I think that just goes to show if you're, you know, in your 20s and your 30s, whatever decade you're in, whatever time of life you're in, you never will have it all figured out. And for me right now, it's like, I don't have the love thing figured out. I don't think I've ever felt it. I don't think someone has ever felt it towards me. And that's a hard pill to swallow too, because not to toot my own horn, but I'm a catch and I know I'm a catch and it just hasn't happened for me. And I've had exes come back into my life and I've had these people come back into my life, you know, that some quite recently that just completely derail everything. And it's, you know, kind of takes me back and it's like, well, why wasn't I good enough? Like, what could I have done better? And I think now that I'm kind of starting to shift my mind again, I'm like, you know what? No, it's, it's not me. It's not me. And if, you know, the outside world doesn't see how whole of a person I am as I do, then it's not worth it. And I think that's why, you know, I've been telling my friends, I'm like, you know what? I'm done. Like, I'm just completely and totally done and I'm not going to look for it. And I'm not going to look for a relationship anymore. And, you know, if it happens for me, wonderful. It'll be beautiful. It'll be great. But there's also the other side of the coin of like, hey, you know what? It might not happen for me. So 
while I kind of figure it out, you know, what can I do to make myself happy? And, you know, everybody's been kind of giving me some tough love. And they're like, you know, you have to get out there, you have to make new friends. And I'm 31 years old, I don't want to have to make new friends. But I think, you know, it could be really good for me. And so I am starting to look into volunteer opportunities and volunteer with different organizations and things that I'm passionate about and that I enjoy and believe in. And, you know, I'm kind of anxious to see how that unfolds and see what that's all about. I, you know, definitely want to talk about it on here. And, you know, I, like I said, I know I haven't been on here in a while, but it was honestly just because I was trying to figure out how I was feeling. I was feeling really low and I was feeling just kind of, I just wasn't myself. And I had to kind of ride that wave and get through it. And, you know, I've had, like I said, a couple therapy sessions that have been super, super helpful. And, you know, you just, when you are in therapy, you just start unpacking things. And sometimes the stuff you unpack is really, really hard to process. And I think that's what was happening to me. I mean, I think, you know, my last session was really powerful because I, you know, said to my therapist, I said, you know, like part part of the reason why I think I'm getting so cynical is because deep down, I know that my dad's not going to be at my wedding. And, you know, all I wanted was for my dad to be able to walk me down the aisle. And, you know, my dad's been dead seven years. It's just not going to happen for me. And that's really hard um, because it's, you know, I've seen other people be able to do that. And I'm not saying that the loss of my dad is more than anybody else's losses. And I'm not saying that, you know, it, I'm not saying my loss is greater, but I think, you know, everybody carries stuff. Everybody carries a lot of junk and I have a lot of baggage and I have a lot of daddy issues because of that. And I think, you know, all in all, like through this whole process of how I've been feeling and kind of the, kind of trying to deconstruct it, I've realized that it really all boils down to my mindset and just missing my dad. And, you know, like I said, my dad's been gone for seven years, but it doesn't feel any better than it did seven years ago. Yeah, I'm not as deep in the grief as I was then, but it's still really triggering. And I think, you know, especially the beginning of the year is a triggering time for for me, because it was when my dad was getting really, really sick, and I had to deal with that. And I, I don't know, I I don't really know where I wanted this episode to go. I think I I say that every I feel like I say that every single time, but it's true, because I kind of just start rambling and just getting all my feelings out. But going back to the comparison, I think, it's just, it's so important just to try and not let that get to you and, you know, try and surround yourself with people who are supportive of how you're feeling and don't be afraid to open up to people. And, you know, if you are, you know, feeling those ugly feelings, for me, it's always jealousy and envy. And, you know, if you're a Catholic, if you're a good Catholic, you know, that's one of the, that's two of the seven deadly sins. So, you know, I wasn't doing, wasn't in the great greatest mindset at the moment, but Um, you know, I think it also speaks to the fact though, that we are human, we are complex and we do have all different kinds of emotions, no matter, and every single day could be, is different. And I think it's learning how to take everything day by day, process it, understand it and work through it. And you come out the other side. I mean, I'm recording this and I am honestly able to say like, I feel a lot better, um, than I did even a week ago. And, you know, that feels really good to say. But it just takes, 
it takes some time kind of you, you have to sometimes walk through the tunnel and you know kind of just take your time through it and feel it and I know I'm not through the tunnel but there's some sh street lights on that I can see so I think that's a good sign that I can see some light um and it's you know just accepting the fact that I'm not in the same place as my friends but that's not a bad thing and I'm not behind and I'm not you know not where I'm supposed to be my my story is completely different than theirs and I think that's that's a beautiful thing I mean that's that's what makes life so everybody sorry about that I had a little bit of a coughing fit I had a sip of coffee and it went down the wrong pipe but um <laughs> anyway I think you know I just kind of want to leave this off and say that you know it's it's okay to feel lonely it's okay to feel like you're comparing yourself to everybody else but also I think my message is that you're not going to feel that way forever and it is going to pass and just I guess the advice that I would want to give and I would want you to take away from this podcast is to you know ride out your feelings let them come in waves let them you know wash over you and then let them pass um I think that's all we can do as humans is we have to be accountable for our feelings and we have to own them and we have to be honest with where we're at and that's on that's something that's honestly something that I'm working on I you know I have a hard time asking for help I have a hard time telling people that I'm not the bubbly girl all the time that everybody thinks I am because that's just 90% of the time who I am I you know I wear my heart on my sleeve and I think sometimes that's a good thing and a bad thing because you know as soon as I'm off it's like oh my god something's wrong and it's like no I'm just having a day and you know for those people who are extroverts like me and are bubbly and can meet people very easily and make friends very easily um just know that I see you and you know it's okay to have a bad day it's okay to not want to talk to people and you know just be honest and tell people where you're at just say hey you know what I'm having a day I don't want to talk about it let me be and you know your friends will understand that and your family will understand that and I think it's just being able to kind of speak up speak up for yourself and meet yourself where you are I you know I started this podcast episode off with, you know, comparison, and I think I, I want to end it there too, but I, I just want everyone to take away from this that we're all individuals, we all have a different story, and we're all writing something different, and it's beautiful, and even though it can sometimes be really hard when the people around you have what you have and you don't have it, that doesn't mean you're not going to have it. But it also doesn't mean that you can't be upset about not being there. You know, people are always saying, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side. And you know what? Yeah, that is a saying and that is a strong saying for 99% of the things that happen in life. But I've been telling kind of my friends like, hey, yeah, you're right. The grass is always greener on the other side. But sometimes it would be nice to be on the same side of the lawn that you're on and not see the green grass that you have and be in the same place and be able to relate in that way and on that level. And that's where I'm at right now is I'm just not able to do that. And, you know, I think where I really was struggling a couple weeks ago, up actually now, like literally two up until two days ago, I was comparing myself, you know, I, and it's just don't let comparison take your joy. That's where I want to leave it. I want to leave it with that quote that I found today that comparison is the, is the thief of joy and don't, don't let it take away your joy more than it already has or has to. And 
I'll see you soon. Hi friends. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave me a review, subscribe, give this pod some stars. And remember, you can listen anytime on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at the Like I Don't Know Podcast. I'll see you soon.